Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. What is up, Twisted World? We are back today. I'm with one of my two great friends. I'm with Andy. Andy, what's up, my friend? Yeah, what's up? Uh, we are what's missing. What's going on? We are missing Cody, bro. Like it's uh, it was kind of lonely without our our wild, charismatic individual. Well, he left us. I he mean, left. that's really yeah, that's what happens. He's like out, out there, you know, <laughs> cowboy boots and and hat, and he's just living his high life out there in Texas. Full, full blown. I heard he's probably buying some cows and and all of that stuff, uh, raising some chickens, some some goats. You know, I, I wonder what it's like to live in the future. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Right. I've been making that joke all week. You know, I started a new job and I'm working remote for Texas. Right. And uh, I've all week I've been going like told my wife, I said, well, I'll let you know what happens. And she's like about what I said. Well, because I'm going to be working in the future. So I'll know things two hours ahead of you. So (laughs) and uh, it's been (laughs) it's been great. It's been great. Uh, New jobs suck. Um, Not because the job itself sucks, but it's just the learning process. You got to go through the trainings and the, the, you know, the awkwardness of getting to know everyone. But once you get a couple of days in, things start to normalize. And, uh, you know, it's been great. So so I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I am. I am. Uh, It's uh, it's different. It's different. I I work in IT. And so this time I, I got a job in aerospace so that the technology is pretty much the same. but the operational side of things is way different than i'm used to so very very cool uh very excited to, to be a part of it and, and doing it all but anyways uh yeah back to no cody um yeah he bailed so we're looking for a new podcast host if anyone <laughs> wants to join um we might have to bring dj in maybe he'll show uh, yeah, up just permanent yeah like dj we're gonna need you forever now cody is gone She's it's lonely left. down here in the basement i mean it's, it's, it's just me very, and you and very, uh yes so for those that don't know, we're actually doing this remote. Um, we Which, used to record most of our stuff at Cody's house. And this time it's a bit different. We're doing it online. Uh, eventually, over time, I would really like to get videos so that we can start doing those. Because I think the one of the, the most requested thing I've heard from people is, oh, it'd be really great if I could see you guys. Uh, I mean, that works great. I think initially when we do it, it probably will be more a remote setting like this until we can all kind of get together. But um, the best part about the podcast for me was always kind of being in the same room and talking. Uh, but this will do. This will We'll be able to continue doing what we're doing, um, even though we're all kind of living in different places until you know we get settled and we're all out there in Texas together. But until that time, this until is the time. best solution we have. And, uh, you know, it's working. This is what we're doing. I mean, you know, COVID changed everything. Everybody's pretty much remote now. I mean, you can probably work at a McDonald's drive-thru from your living room. So, yeah. Well, uh, you, you don't have to speak English. So I figure yeah. you can work from your home. Well, you Why not? Well, yeah. Just let it happen. Everything's remote now. Never have to leave your house. So here we are. First podcast of Twisted World, fully remote and uh, missing our, our, our third host. So we, we miss you, Cody. Hope you listen to this episode. Uh, you should be back, hopefully, by next episode, guys. But uh, we wanted to just, you know, have some fun, talk about a lot of great current events that happened um, that is transpiring. And uh, I know that one of the, the big ones, and I just tried to research as much as possible on this because I'm still gather- not gathering what's going on, is monkeypox. Like, what what do we got going on here? Like, we got we got another, another well, outbreak I, I don't of something. Think- I don't think there's a, a whole episode on monkeypox, but no, we have plenty of stuff not. to talk about. We have some more uh, we brought things, that, yes. we're just As I was bringing up in the, pre, <laughs> in the pre-episode, there was some news that dropped today that was uh, pretty awesome. And uh, not really conspiracy, but just kind of fun, new, 
media stuff. So yeah, yeah the monkeypox thing is weird. So I don't know like really any of the lineage behind it. And I know we didn't really do a lot of research on it, but like when it popped up, I thought it was a joke. I'm like, Oh, it's, it's I mean, it's, how do you cure it? I just throw on some monkey powder, monkey butt powder. Right. Yeah. Um, no, I don't know. And then like the pictures that I saw, it's like, Oh, that's just, that's just a zit. That's what that looks like. Looks like you got a zit on your hand. Um, but it's kind of odd. It's all of a sudden, I don't know. It, it was here and then it feels like it's gone. I'm not really hearing a whole lot about it, but you know, we're in a world now where we've been living in a pandemic for the last two years or a so-called pandemic. Um, it's funny how a pandemic of COVID, you know, was so exacerbated, but like, you know, the, the swine flu wasn't when it was labeled a pandemic, we didn't do anything. So who right. knows? Um, I feel like it's more political than anything, but I digress, and I'm just saying, like, monkeypox is a new thing, right? It's a new thing we should be scared of, right? Like, Well, so I guess the CDC said uh, that it has been reported the, – the reason it's blown up is it's now been reported in several countries that don't normally have monkeypox. So I guess monkeypox kind of has been in other parts of the world, but not really ever in the U.S. And uh, the CDC website actually just updated today with information – um, I'm looking at it and it's, you know, what you should do. And, and it tells, it says the people that are um, most at high risk, it says, uh, had contact with somebody, of course, that has a rash that looks like monkey pox. Um, I try to find pictures of monkey pox, but it, it just looks like a, you know, a little bit inflated rash. Um, well, you know, when I, when I was watching like the first, a couple of articles and stuff that I saw, they literally had like these pussy sores and it looked like zits, but on like your hands and your feet and some like, you know, the areas that you would normally sweat in, but it was kind of cr- gross. And I, at first I'm like, well, what am I looking at? And then when, when, it, you know, first off, why is it called monkey pox? Is this, did it come from monkeys? I mean, are we, are we talking like the bird and the swine flu? Like they come and originate from them. Is that why it's called a monkey pox? Right. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I feel like they could have come up with a better name uh, because it just, how do you take it serious? Um, one of the things I did see, cause again, I'm not really been following up on like the current status of it, but when I was hearing about it last week, all these things were blowing up like, Oh my gosh, it's the next thing we gotta, you know, we're going to have to lock things down. I think even the president mentioned it at that time, there had only been a hundred global cases. And I'm thinking to myself, like the president should not be worrying about monkeypox at a hundred cases. He, he probably shouldn't even be worrying at a thousand cases. Uh, mainly reason is, is because that is such a tiny number. And the, the, the way that, from what I can tell, the way that it's transmitted is in a similar way uh, to AIDS, right? It's through sexual transmission. And so – Yes, that is somebody that not, is showing it's susceptible. <laughs> right. Not every person is susceptible to getting this, uh, something in, in, the, in the same line of sense as how they said COVID was because it was airborne. Um, and even then, you know, it's that's been – dragged out over two years and here we are, you know, a month into monkeypox, and we're starting to panic, but, uh, it, you know, we're, listen, we're conspiracy podcasts, uh, not just a conspiracy podcast, but mystery and, and legends and everything in between. But if I'm going to be real, like this is a dart throw, right? They're running out of things to talk about and things to lock us down with and do all these things. Is this the next thing that's going to say, Hey, we need to put you back in the lockdowns. My, my guess is no. I think that there's a, a sec of the media that wants you to believe that this is something we need to panic on to, to kind of reestablish that control that was lost from COVID. Uh, now right. that the world has pretty much moved on from COVID, regardless if you believe the vaccines work or not, uh, or if natural immunity is real or not. Uh, but I think this is just a media attempt to try to make that happen again, fear happen again. Uh, the problem therein lies that it looks pretty heavily like we're going to be going against some really rough election times this year for Democrats, right? Like I don't want to get too political here, but right. Democrat blue states locked down a lot heavier than red states did. And November's coming. And mid mid, you know, season or mid uh, term elections are usually rough for any president. Um, but this may be one of the roughest ones we've ever seen. And it just – my guess is that if this is politically driven, it won't be politically driven for long, and we're going to see monkeypox go by the wayside pretty fast because you know, COVID and the lockdowns behind those COVID policies were really kind of – you know, Well, uh, speaking of COVID – yeah, yeah, yeah. So speaking of COVID, I mean the, some of the mask mandates are already coming back. It looks like they're going to reinstate it for airplanes. Um, and no way. No yeah, way. Just solid. It's crazy. Yeah. 
just saw that during a while I was watching uh, the end of a great case, which we're going to talk about here in a minute. <laughs> yes, <laughs> um, a very controversial case. <laughs> but uh, yeah, right across the stream, the, the little banner across the bottom just said that uh, you know mask mandates are getting ready to be implemented again. In fact, we had a company um, barbecue for the well, we we lease our offices in this large building and then the building was doing an appreciation for all the, the tenants and they had this big barbecue and they had to cancel it because of a COVID outbreak. So, you know, uh, they're coming back at it. And it, it doesn't uh, make sense because if you go to like the CDC website, like anybody that's vaccinated doesn't have to, doesn't have to quarantine anymore. And even if you're unvaccinated now, you don't have to quarantine if you don't show yeah. signs. So it's kind of odd. And the reality is after Omicron, right? If you want to remove all conspiracies behind all of that, just basic science and how things work with getting sick, uh, Omicron, you know, the, we always learned that, that viruses do one of two things and they mutate. They either get more deadly or they get um, more contagious. I've right. never, may, maybe I'm wrong. I'm not a scientist, but it's, I've just never seen them do both. So usually with something like an Omicron where everybody started catching it or more or the what do they call it? There was a there's a number. Uh, it's the number of people that get com- uh, infected based or are contagious from you. So if I, you know, they are not right. It's the idea that for every one person that gets sick, another person gets sick or another two people get sick and they are not would be one to two or two. Right. So the idea, I think, with the flu is it's like one point four. Right. For every one person. 1.4 people get sick from that one person. So there's a there's a little bit of a progression in addition to that math, which means that it's going to spread. But I think the R not on like the Omicron was like like two or 1.7. It was like high, and it was going to spread faster, which means more people are going to catch it. Um, but like I said, usually how that works is they become more contagious. They they don't become more deadly, and so you started to see more people catch uh, COVID. But the deaths and hospitalizations came down. You can attribute that if you want to the vaccinations. I don't think that's the case. But if you want to, that's fine. The reality is, is that now for, for us to, to deal with COVID the way that we've been dealing with it, it it's kind of a silly thing. It just is. Right. It is. People right. are going to get sick. You got to use your best judgment. Um, it, all in all, before COVID, if I got the flu, I didn't go around my grandma. Right. I didn't go around my mom. I didn't go around my kids. I didn't want, but I didn't quarantine and lock myself in a closet for 17 days and grow a real long beard and never eat again. Um, What I did was, is I used basic judgment and said, Hey, I don't want to be around people that, you know, don't want to be sick. I don't want to spread the sickness. You know, Uh, my kid just had her birthday recently and my mom called and said she wasn't feeling well. She's like, I don't really want to get you sick. So we'll come up sometime next week and, and hang out with her. That's using your judgment. Um, it has nothing to do with politics. It has nothing to do with fear of killing my daughter. It has everything to do with, I don't want you to feel like I feel right now. And uh, I think that the world just needs to get back to a basic common sense. Um, even though I think calling it common sense is kind of silly nowadays. I feel like it's an uncommon sense. Uh, but we're, yeah, we're, you know, I digress. The point is, is that we just kind of keep going in this circle and it's never going to get better. Um, what kind of world are we living in if all we ever do is just rinse and repeat. We keep going back into right. these lockdown seasons. So right. I, I don't think monkeypox gets to that. I don't think it's that severe. I, would hope um, not. I mean, there's 18 cases in the U.S. I mean, <laughs> when you have right. as many people in the United States as we have, 18 cases, it's really nothing. Uh, nobody's died of it. No, no, no severe anything. Um, I do want to point something out, though. Texas is uh, one of the handful of states that doesn't have any cases. So, you know, I guess uh, our buddy Cody's safe out there right now. So. No monkeypox for him, you know. Well, uh, we don't know because he's two hours maybe, but uh, you know, he's two hours ahead. So we yeah, have no we idea. don't know yet. Yeah, it could be. He, he might have it. We won't know for another two hours. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah. So you know, that's it's a topic, I guess. Uh, you know what's really fun with doing a podcast now is I still don't tell a lot of people. Right. In my, my normal day to day life. I mean, my family knows and some of the friends, but, you know, it's not like I broadcast it to my new job. And so when people find out, it's always like, oh, hey, hey uh, I hear you got a podcast. And I go, yep, yep. And I kind of say that with like a, 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 a tone in my voice, like, 
do you approve? You know, because the, re- <laughs> the reality is, is like, I'm waiting for, I'm waiting. Like, uh, what do you think? <laughs> Have you listened to it? Uh, if you haven't, maybe you shouldn't. Um, but no, j- just download. Don't listen. Uh, you know, I want the numbers, but you know, so I don't think I'm saying anything here that d- crosses any lines, but you know, it is what it is. And the reality is that I, I don't care all that much. I'm, I don't think that, uh, I think the the best part about living in the United States, even though that seems like that's at risk, is that I have the ability to feel and think and speak how I want because of freedom, right? Uh, I'm entitled to my own opinion. I'm entitled to freedom of speech. And, uh, you know, I can say when, you know, slow Biden isn't doing what he needs to be doing. Um, so it's it, – it's, uh, it's a it's a great time to have a podcast like this and have people come. But the point I was trying to make is that I've got people reaching out to me going, "Oh, hey, I got a topic for you." And so, uh, you know, anybody that is listening, that if you do have a topic, absolutely. Yeah, if you know it. me and you're close, send me a message. If you don't know me and you're on Instagram or Facebook or any of those other sites, please throw a message up for us with topics. The the thing I would ask is if you want us to look into a topic, be specific. Um, we had a couple of text messages or messages recently that were very, very broad and really hard to cover in a you know forty-five minute to an hour podcast. Not to say that we couldn't do multi parts, um, but it's really tough to to have a podcast when uh, well, I think one of the ones that came up was the idolization on Facebook, and I was like, well, yeah. "What does that mean?" And they went, "Oh, oh, around musicians and and you know artists." And I'm like, "Man, that's that's so vague." I need That's more. Why. Hey, we need a need month more. to cover that. That was my sister. My sister sent me that, and I was like, "Sure, I can totally do that." But that's like that's a that's a series. That's a thirty for thirty, right? I, I don't, yeah. I, I don't, I don't <laughs> have all the details around that. So, um, but yeah, no, I mean, I feel like I've been been talking a lot here, and so uh, what are oh, we talking yeah. about? Hey. The Johnny Depp thing. Let's do that because you know, I I didn't watch a lot of the beginning because I'm like, this is crazy. This is so much hype. It's not even funny. But you know, I sat down. Uh, working on getting the house sold um, and getting situated and, and whatnot. I'm like, I'm just going to throw this on in the background. And the next thing you know, I was sucked in. I was uh, I was watching Amber Heard and Johnny Depp. And so the crazy thing is, I guess the the final outcome was Johnny Depp's got to pay Amber Heard two million, but she's got to pay him fifteen million. Is that yeah, the, is that, is yeah. That the, it, there was the a part. There? It, my understanding is, is that basically Johnny Johnny Depp walks away with thirteen million dollars, right? At the end of the right. day, that's how that works. I think he's, they take it off her out. top. And but there was something said at the very end, and I, I meant to go back and look at what it meant. But the the judge said that she looked at jo- Johnny's team and said something about a statutory limit of three hundred fifty thousand dollars. So I'm wondering if his was reduced. Down to thirteen, uh, three hundred fifty. At the end of the day, what ended up happening is basically everything that he went for in defamation got proved true accurate, and essentially right. accurate. So he got the full defamation lawsuit applied to him. Now I know I think he went for fifteen million, but her net worth's not even close to that. Or he, he went for fifty million, her net worth's not even close to that. And so I think he was rewarded about fifteen million dollars. Now she did a countersuit of like way more than he did. But all of hers were pretty much denied except for two instances. And those two instances were related to Johnny's agent or lawyer going out and basically claiming that she had lied or set up some state incidents. Now, that is true defamation. It is. Uh, It it was definitely a retaliation. uh, And so he shouldn't be surprised at the end of all this that, you know. He's getting hit with a two million dollar lawsuit from that. Back to this three hundred fifty thousand. That's I think that was only a small portion that it was capped at because um, which I saw as well. Um, I just didn't know what it was tied to. She said something about a statutory limit um, per per federal law, and I didn't know if that meant like because it was a countersuit, there's a statutory limit on it. I, I don't really really know how that works, um, but nonetheless, the end the end of this all was he would owe her two, and she would basically essentially pay you know fifteen, all yeah. in all breaking it down to about thirteen million dollars for Johnny Depp, which. So let- Let's, Money's I mean, money. Let's, it is what it is. About, and let's talk about this. I mean, this 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 kicked up. There was a lot of evidence that came out in the case that, you know, her accusations were, um, you know, they were embellished and even created in some pieces. Um, and you know, the hard part is, is there are a lot of women that that go through 
you know, physical abuse, emotional abuse. There's a lot of women that experience that stuff. But th- this this really shows that it goes both ways, right? At the end of the day, you know, she was very abusive. And that's what triggered all of this was that he was like, well, I'm going to counter sue because you're you're trying to state that I abused you in multiple ways. And and so all of this stuff coming out, everything from there was a makeup thing. And I know you know a little bit more about it. Uh, yeah. I don't want to I don't want to butcher that. So. Uh, I think we should we should touch a little bit on that to kind of give, you know, evidence to the fact that she she created a lot of fallacy. Right. So here's what's crazy. So the timeline on all this. Right. I believe she got divorced with Johnny in 2016. I think the or maybe it was 2015 and the op ed was 2016. Right. This is the season of the Me Too movement. Right. This is when the Harvey Weinstein thing started happening. This is when the Co- the Crosby thing started happening. And so, it, it to me, you know, when it when all the information. Came, so first off, I'm not really into actors. I don't really follow E, e Tonight right. or whatever those. Shows, no, you know, there's no idolization going on here. Uh, <laughs> right? No, no, I mean, we, I'm we not sure. Our TV shows and stuff, but this is not to the point where we're. Yeah, like, but fictional, right? Oh, give me, yeah, you know, give exactly. me some Harry Potter and stuff. But I don't care about any of that stuff. I, I can't. I can rarely name artists. Like so, so you know, everyone knows Johnny Depp. Amber Heard. I was like, who is that? And then you start to realize she's an Aquaman. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. You know, like I, I, what happened between them? Like, I don't need to see it televised. But at the end right. of the day, it's, it's pop culture, and everybody watches it, and it's a big deal. So why not, right? And and I'm with you. I came home. My wife had this thing up on the big screen TV while she was cleaning the house. Right, like she's painting and cleaning and doing stuff, and. Uh, you slowly start to get pulled and sucked in. But back to what I was saying, <laughs> during the season text. of this op-ed, when she wrote this article, it was like the, the height of the Me Too movement, right? And that Me Too movement is it's like, you know, all these women coming out, hashtag Me Too. Like I was also abused, also a part of domestic violence, also a part of sexual assault and and these things that were hidden. Not quite the same as a Harvey Weinstein, but basically – it feels like now, after seeing all the evidence, which he brought a truckload of it, and she made all these claims but didn't have really anything concrete besides maybe the two things that were done by the lawyer, um, that there was a lot of fiction involved, right? And that, you know, uh, really the statement that kind of stands out the most to me is the recording that, that Johnny presented where he it basically says in there, okay, Johnny, okay, Johnny, go, you go. You go before the world and you tell them that a man uh, was, was – in, was or is basically a victim of domestic violence right. of abuse yeah. and see what they say and see what they say and and you know he's a he's a white male you know and so talk you know toxic masculinity the moment this stuff started coming out he, all he lost pretty much every opportunity he had oh yeah disney um, disney canceled i mean he was supposed to do more pirates of the caribbean and well, they, they're, they're, I mean, they basically say, well, that's not true. But reality is, yes, that entire franchise is wrapped around him, including the, including the robotics in the actual ride at Disneyland. Right. So to me, there is no at least now there's no Pirates of the Caribbean without him. You you remove him from it. That that will not be as successful as it would be with him in it. So, yeah, I digress. They, they they removed him purely because of this information and really with no concrete proof other than she wrote an article saying i'm a victim and i survived now she didn't say i'm a victim but she basically said i'm i'm a i've now become a a a model for what happened to me so i don't know what she was trying to it sounds to me when you i didn't read the article but it sounds to me like she's just trying to get on the bandwagon and she wanted the notoriety of being a part of that movement and she truly believed that he wouldn't challenge it or that if he did challenge it, the world would go, Oh no, you're a man. You're yeah, a white you guy. Yeah. You know, you did it. You totally did it. You're, you have hundreds of millions of dollars. Of course you had the, the political pull and, and the, and the, you know, the pull to be able to pull this off. But you know, she had, a. there's just so much evidence that pointed against well, it. And so going back to what you were saying about the pictures. So the pictures you're referring to is there's one where she's got like a bruise on her cheek, right? Yeah. Well, they bring the in the, Let's talk about the makeup too, because that's, well, yeah, there's two. Okay. So two parts, right? Oh, the so pictures, right, right. The, the initial thing with the makeup is the, the attorney brings up that she had covered up the makeup for one of the TV shows that she was going to be on James Corden. Um, and she even mentions in the thing that she used a bruise kit. Which a bruise kit is basically like, and I'm going to butcher because I don't wear makeup, but I assume it's like a foundation or a toner that you could use with certain tones to hide bruising uh, or or to, to mask bruising on your face. 
Bro, if you've seen the pictures of her on that show and the things that she did, she's apparently had a split lip and a broken nose and a couple other things. She looks fantastic on the show. She doesn't look like she's got a split lip. She even has a picture of her. I mean, I'm sorry. I've been hit in the mouth. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm a guy. I've been in a fight when I was a kid uh, or, I, or a cold sore. Let's, let's 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 not go into a fight. Let's just say cold sore. You ain't opening your mouth fully if you got a cold sore. That hurts like you can't believe. And there's probably swelling and all that involved, right? But she reportedly said that, you know, she had her hair pulled out and was punched in the face and all the swelling. And she she doesn't look like she has anything wrong with her. Right. They even have a picture of her like with her mouth completely open to the max like she's yelling. Um, it immediately looks like it's it's hogwash. And then second is going a little further. Johnny Steen brought a forensic scientist, I believe he's a forensic scientist, and he started looking at metadata and started digging into all the images and everything and really trying to understand it. Now, I understood what he was saying, but most people don't. And what he was saying is he pulls the information up. You can pull the metadata, which when you look at a photo, a lot of people just see a photo, but there's a lot of information because it was created on a, on a, uh, on a computer, a sophisticated piece of software. Um, it tags it with information. It tags it where it was originated, like location, where it was located, what application it was, was, was used to edit it or, or origination. So when you pull a, a photo off of an iPhone, directly the metadata usually specifies the ios software so it'll say ios or iphone and then it'll have like a software number related to the firmware that's on the phone um because the ios is the software it has applications on there but the ios is the software that it's stored on but if you were to move it to a computer which in this particular case because it's an iphone she moved it to a mac um, it moves it into the Photos app. With the Photos app, you have a large amount of editing tools that you can apply. And with very minimal auditing purposes, you can cl quickly see that with just a few small touches that the picture that she provided could easily be, be manipulated in either a positive or a negative light uh, by just changing some of the hues. And it, like he, he does it and gives examples of what it would look like if it were modified or, or what, what, sorry, what, maybe a, a three minute modification would do. And it's crazy. You, you you're looking at these pictures, you're going, man, she looks beat up. And then you take the, the filter off and uh, she looks like a normal person. So it's not proof that it was edited, but it's proof that it was possible that it, it was. Can be. Yeah. It's, it's proof. It, 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 what it did is it applied a doubt. Now the case really has less to do. I mean, I guess that's not true. The case has no, but, less to do with whether or not Amber or Johnny beat each other up. Right. So, no, for sure. It's it's all about defamation and, and, and all right. of that. Um, and, and his actors were, you know, like it's like we've talked about the fact that he has it has affected potential job opportunities and things like that. And that's really how they came about is figuring out her worth versus the kind of money he's lost um, in potential acting jobs um, due to this. And that's how they came up with the amount, according to the the courts, when they they closed today. Um, again, so back to the makeup pieces. My understanding is that she claimed she used some makeup, some a certain particular makeup to cover up these bruises, and then the makeup company comes oh, aboard oh. and yeah, and says that was good. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that makeup wasn't even released yet when this supposedly happened. Therefore, yeah, so already making her look one hundred percent uncredible. Oh, right. this this was this was early on in the case. I mean, I wasn't even really paying attention. I don't think my wife was either at the time. But this was like day one or two of the case. And the judge, not the judge, the um, her attorney holds up the makeup case and says she carried this in her purse the entire time that she was with Johnny. Yeah. Uh, because she was afraid and would have to use this to hide the bruises and the damage caused by him. Right. But she's holding it up. And the actual makeup producer, the person that created that that makeup, that product, that particular product, I mean, to a T, the, 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 the packaging, the actual makeup, posted on Twitter and said, you know, basically, and I'm paraphrasing, basically, sorry, Amber, but we didn't release this product until 2017. And she had gotten divorced from Johnny, I think, in 2015. Right. And it was instantly like a lack of credibility. Now, yeah. whether or not her attorney knew that or not, my guess is that these attorney first off, these attorneys for the first like week or so were absolutely horrendous. Like Amber did not do a good job of hiring attorneys. 
second and, is and, and for those listening, that we're not, we're not talking about some cheap attorneys either. We're talking no. about some high priced attorneys. No, 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 no. But but I, I asked uh, when I say they were horrendous, I'm talking about in the way that they approach things. Like there's even yeah. one where where the the attorney like asks a question of of Johnny Depp and then objects hit the answer to it, and. Right. The judge goes, but you asked the question, so like you're you're objecting the answer to the to the question you just asked, and right. it, and he's like, oh no 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 no, like it's super awkward and uncomfortable, and you can tell that there's just a lack of experience there. Now they got better as they got as they went on, but you can clearly see in the beginning that this was like a train wreck, and and part of that to me is I'm wondering how prepared they really were going into this. You know, prepared meaning that they talked to Amber and Amber said what she said on the sand. Like, I could barely watch the entire thing because every time she was on the stand. With Chime Secure Credit Card, you can start improving your credit scores with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments. Get started at Chime.com slash build. The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card is issued by Bancorp Bank NA or Stride Bank NA members FDIC. Results may vary. See Chime.com for details. Terms and conditions apply. Go to Chime.com slash disclosures for details. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. It was like it was a performance to me. I told my wife, I said, there's no way this is real because (laughs) (laughs) every single time she got asked a question, she would not look at the person asking her the question. She would turn and she would look at the jury and talk to the jury. And I'd go, why? If you have nothing to prove here, I mean, at at the end of the day, the burden of proof falls on Johnny. But if you have nothing to prove here, don't put a show on and like try to explain things to the jury. Just answer the question. Um, The the, don't. The donating thing was hysterical to me. Yes. So apparently, in the loss, in the in the divorce, uh, she got like seven million dollars from Johnny, and and at the end of the divorce thing, she said she was going to donate all seven, you know, million to, I think it was like a children's hospital and like the ACLU, and, I mean, that was twenty fifteen or something like that, twenty sixteen. The the one the attorney for Johnny asked her if she had donated any of that money, and she's like, uh, yes, I have. And she's like, you've donated that money. She was, well, I pledged it. She goes, well, how much of that actual $7 million have you donated? She goes, all $7 million. I've, I've, I've pledged all $7 million. She goes, I'm not asking if you've pledged. I'm asking if you've donated. She goes, it's the same thing. I'm sorry. It ain't the same thing, <laughs> right? I bet we can pledge things all, along, all day oh long. Oh, my gosh. Man, she went back and forth. Like, it, <laughs> it, it was so bad. It was so bad. I was like, okay. And so like, – I would have like I'll be honest with you. When this thing went on for more than one day with the the jury being out, I'm like, wow, well, that's that's kind of odd. But I'm sure there's just unanswered questions that they needed, and I think there were a few that they put out there. But I texted my wife or I told my wife the other day, I was like, I'm gonna have a real hard time trusting the the justice system if something like this goes by because the the there's a burden of proof, right? And I believe in reasonable doubt. I believe that I could be on a court case and and not be biased. Um, and I believe if I if I was going to be biased to something, I think I would say that during my, the jury selection and not get on a jury. But I do believe that like I could be on a jury and, and not be biased and and listen to all the facts and then make a judgment based on reasonable doubt. The problem is, he, yes, Johnny screamed and smacked cabinets and did drugs and alcohol, which you know I don't necessarily approve of, uh, or I don't approve of at all. But the reality is. It, there may it may shed a little bit of doubt into well Johnny was drunk or intoxicated he doesn't know what he did but the burden of proving that Johnny actually struck her or did those things never was proved everyone that they interviewed said well he was violent well what did he do well you know I, I saw him throw something did it hit Amber no did he ever hit lay hands on Amber no and you started to quickly see that he he may be a belligerent drunk in the sense that he gets loud and obnoxious or angry. But he's never laid a hand on her, or at least to anyone's knowledge. There's no video. There's no recording. There's no like the witness. There's nothing, nothing. So you got to ask yourself, what in the whole world was this woman thinking when she went out and wrote an article on the Washington Post? It's insane to me. Right. 
it, it right, doesn't no, make sense. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. And, that, and that's just it. You said it correctly. Insanity. The reality is, is whatever has transpired. I personally think that um, as as some of the case went on, talking about how Johnny Depp was was really just fed up with her. She knew it was coming, so you know the the divorce happened, and she got seven million, but she felt she should have gotten more. And that's where, like, trying to take him on in these kind of different arenas, she believes she should have gotten more. Like, how greedy can you really get? And greed causes insanity, right? So that's where we're, we're sitting. We're sitting with a woman who became so greedy, she, you know, the seven million wasn't enough, and she wanted more. And so she takes on her very rich ex-husband in a different format, thinking, I'm going to walk away with all kinds of money. And the funny thing is, she now owes him more than double what he paid her in the divorce. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Come on. Oh, the irony. It's fantastic. It really is. I mean, it's, it, well, she shouldn't have just left it, well it, enough alone and walked away with her 7 million and, and just, you know, worked on her acting career. And, and, you know, I mean, I, Aquaman two was, was on its way and I'm sure she would have landed more work and, but no, again, it's, well, it's all here's concrete, the, right. Here's the, the two, my two cents on it. My two cents is, had this actually actually been a legitimate abuse and domestic violence situation, she should have reported it during the time. But I understand that that's not always possible, and it's hard. And sometimes you get stuck in yeah, the world you're living in, and your you fear fear wraps you. But what she's done is she's undone trust in certain people, like the, the women that actually have domestic violence issues, or that somehow identified themselves with her experience, even though her experience didn't happen. Um, are now going to look at the justice system or look at the man they're with or look at what's happened and they're going to question whether or not they can tell someone. So now she's basically taken a security away from someone. Yeah, she's hurt the real gonna, Me Too movement, right? I mean, she has hurt the this movement that she felt like she was championing, champion, a champion of, right? Was yeah. someone that she was going to fight for. Um, I, I believe it was all a move of just, I want I want the attention. I want the recognition. I want the, uh, the notoriety of this. The sad part is, is that it was very selfish and now it's going to harm other people in the future of it all. Um, but I think that one thing that is nice is it is, it is nice to see that this is a two way street, right? Domestic violence is not just something that a man does to a woman. Uh, it's also something that a woman can do to a man. Um, and, uh, I think it's funny that it took something like this extreme to get there. Um, but I mean, it's just, it's just crazy. So anyways, I digress. I think that, uh, this is a really funny topic because of how much notoriety the whole thing got and how much attention the whole thing got. Uh, she is being punished for the, the lies, right? The misleading, the, the no proof, right? Just no proof of what happened. And uh, she's being punished with it. She's getting all the money that she basically got in a divorce taken away and has to pay some more. And then on top of that, because of all of this, she'll probably never have a job again, at least oh, not in, yeah. in acting. Like she, I know she lost DC. They pulled her out. They pulled her, her recordings completely out of the movie. She oh, will not well, be knocking into that. Yikes. Yeah. They got her, That's they got big. her down to like 10%. And I guess there was contractual stuff, but with everything going on, I think they were able to legally get her removed. So she will not be in uh, Aquaman two. So, and that doesn't matter now because she lost, she has effectively uh, won her defamation case. So she gets money, uh, but it, it's not going to replace what she gained from getting that role in that. Well, not especially when she movie. owes so much more to him. I mean, right. She's now in debt, right. uh, you know. Right. No matter how well, you I, think I, I think I looked at it. I think her net worth is only like 10 million. So yeah. she so she got to take some loans out. So that just shows you, I mean, you know, it, again, it's, it's back to, the the case wasn't to prove whether or not abuse happened on either side. It was clearly about defamation of character and, and whatnot. I know a lot of people think it was solely about abuse. It wasn't. However, um, I think it does show that, yeah, Johnny Depp has his issues. He's got some probably some anger issues he's got to work on. Definitely some drugs and alcohol issues that, because I'm with you, I don't agree with it. I, I think it, it definitely changes a person. Um, but at the end of the day, she launched the attack that ended up causing her the defeat. And, you know, um, it, it's it's given me hope because, uh, you know, I, I think I need to file 
case on a female that's in my life personally. Oh, um, I mean, she's she's got four legs and only stands about three inches off the ground. But holy heck, does she abuse <laughs> the heck out of me? Let me tell you. Um, <laughs> for about about thinking about that way. My, my little my little Frenchie is the most abusive dog on the face of the planet. I swear. I'm like, oh, they're sweet dogs. Yeah, that's why from the pit of heck. Um, so. Uh, let's. I want to touch on one more thing. We got. You know, we're done with the Johnny Depp thing. Uh, as so is the media, but I'm. I'm sure it'll. It'll continue. Memes will still popping up all over. But I wanted to just talk about what, what's up with this baby formula shortage. It's like we we got babies not eating. Like what's going on? Yeah. So I mean, I don't have any kids that are in for, drinking formula anymore. Yeah, but me all three of my children drink formula. My we did not breastfeed. It wasn't intentional. We attempted it. Really didn't work out. And so with our first one, after a long period of trying, we did formula. So by the second and third one, we were we they had you know allergies and that type of stuff. So we had very specialized formula that we we gave to all three of our kids. And uh, I mean, I always used to think to myself like, man, thank 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 the Lord that we have the ability and the advancements to have something like that to provide right. yeah. in a situation where you don't have it. What's crazy to me is how in the world we could ever get to this point. So if I understand correctly, again, not digging into this too far. There was a scare where one of the manufacturing the plants that manufactures most of these products they believe had some kind of tie and some babies died. I don't know yeah. if that's actually so been linked or not. Abbott, Abbott Laboratories is my understanding, which is uh, okay. They're they're a, maker, a big provider. They're a maker of big, you know, a lot of popular baby formulas. One of the factories in like Michigan or something, um, right, had to do a large recall because of some bacteria that uh, infections that took place, and and two babies did die. Is my yeah, but they're not saying for sure. If I understand correctly, they don't know for sure. There's an investigation happening, but they don't know for sure that the formula was the cause. Yeah, they used uh, the word linked to. Linked to right. Yeah. So that's like that's like cancer to cigarettes. Even though we all know cancers cause or cigarettes cause cancer same concept says that it may cause cancer right we don't know in this particular case if that's the case or not but there's a linkage there so nonetheless you start recalling right they start taking it out well we're in the middle of an inflationary spiral we're in the middle of a, a shortage supply chain shortage and we have the slowest president alive so well, and speaking on that real quick, because I, I read this, and again, I'm not going to take a political stance, Republican or Democrat. We we don't do that here. That's not what we do. We just want to talk about things. We want to talk about mysteries and myths and legends and, and conspiracy theories, right? But it's funny because you have a lot of uh, like right-wing stances that believe the true shortage is happening because the Biden administration sent – just truckloads of baby formula to all the undocumented immigrants that have come into the country since releasing, you know, them from since allowing them back in. Um, and I can't find a single statistic on like how many babies and things like that. But that's like this true stance right now. Um, that that that's yeah, that that's a big reason. I don't know. I just I find it crazy that I, one factory shuts down and we have all of these mothers on the news talking about they can't. Like one dad, he drove four and a half hours to buy baby formula for his for his baby. I mean, what a dad. Right. Right. What well, hey, I don't right. go on Facebook Get a lot, it. but when I've gone on Facebook the last couple of weeks, I see people that are in my circle, like tagging pictures of like cabinets full of formula in Walnut Creek or cabinets full of, you know, in, in Arizona. Like that's insane to me that we're we're having to get to the point like I don't know if you remember like during COVID, the toilet paper thing, like I, when the whole toilet paper crisis started happening, I thought this isn't really happening. People are ridiculous. And I'm like, I got 48 rolls at home. I'm good. Well, you know, 48 rolls at home when you've got seven people living in your house, you know, it, it only lasted us about a month. Right. So <laughs> we started going through it all and uh, we started getting low and I'm like, okay, I'm going to go grab some toilet paper. So I go to the store, none. I go to Costco, none. And I hit like four stores that first day and I'm like, wow. Um, huh. This, oh. this is a crisis. And so I ended up going five days in a row at the crack of dawn and could not find toilet paper. Ended up finding like a like a four pack at like grocery outlet of like the Panda brand, which is straight cardboard. And the point I'm trying to make in that, though, is that that was just toilet paper. And I understand that that was globally. But when you start think, thinking about like toilet paper is mass produced in a much higher quantity than formula is. To have a massive recall, let's re let's imagine they recalled, you know, 
fifty percent of all because it is one laboratory that that manu- or that basically formalized this, but the manufacturing could all be done out of Michigan, right? Their their plant could be you know a million square feet, and they could just do everything out of that. So it is one lab, but it's one lab that hits the entire most of the United States. Well, and so, and, and real quick though, so it's it's hitting. This is where the statistics get a little crazy. So I'm I'm reading the statistics as we speak, um, and it's that particular factory produces more than half. So they the, the formula they produce is WIC approved, which means it's okay. like low income or poor yep. families. And actually, that particular plant serves more than half of the WIC recipients in the United States. Oof. So that's the the ones that are are truly getting hit the most are the WIC recipients, you know, the, oh, the, the ones that can't thinking, yeah, afford they, it. They, they can't afford it. So it, it was, it's just, it's just odd that it's that factory that had the issue. It's that factory that shut down and it's, it's affecting, you know, all of the WIC recipients for the most part. Well, but keep in mind, going back to the toilet paper thing, what did people do when they started finding toilet paper? They started oh, hoarding it. Hoarding it. Absolutely. Right? Uh, I had, we had, once we found toilet paper, it was like, no holds barred, man. I was grabbing pack after pack after pack because I was like, I don't want to be in that situation again. My father-in-law lives with us, and he he was grabbing, you know, a, a pack a day. And we 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 worked through that, ran through the whole pandemic. We're like, we're never going to get to that situation again. We're going to buy them for sisters and brothers, and you know, so people that can afford it. And that, uh, taking a step back, remove wick. We have inflation going on, right? And things are up like astronomically and formula is already as expensive as it is right so you remove the wig program all you're left to buy is this other form like it it becomes an issue right not just for the people that buy that that are on wick and can't afford it let's imagine the people on, on wick can afford it or that they somehow get by and they go out and they buy but they can't find the wick approved formula so they buy the more expensive formula well the people that go to buy that more expensive formula or can afford that more expensive formula can't find it so they're even buying the more expensive. And so you end up having this shortage kind of across the board on all formulas and products some such as – I'm going to use a name like Similac, right, that may not be a part of that WIC program. They may not sell nearly as many as WIC does, and so they don't manufacture or produce nearly as much product. But now they're being sold three to four times faster because the other product is out. So you have this shortage kind of across the board, and now you've got babies at risk. Like I, I, I'm not even joking. I talked to someone the other day and they said that they were, I don't know if they were saying that they did it or if it was like a friend of theirs or whatever, but people were like selling breast milk on Craigslist or Facebook or, or Marketplace or offer up for like 70 bucks a thing, right? Like it was nice. ridiculous. Easy. And I'm over here thinking like, man, this person's hustling, right? And it's a bit price gougy, but if you're putting in the manual labor of pumping and doing all this and you know what I mean? Uh, that's completely up to them and whether or not how that's handled. But the end of the day is people are getting desperate. They're getting desperate and they're having to figure out what to figure out. Uh, I know that we had like a bunch shipped in from Germany and, and all these other things. And then I saw today that like, Joe, you know, the president Biden was like, well, I didn't even know about it until April. I, I, this type of stuff, like, okay, so the president should not know about monkeypox when there's only a hundred global cases, but he should know about a shortage in formula or even a recall in formula that may cause shortages I mean, the day it happens, because now you're you're risking future population, right? You're so risking future numbers. So that's what's funny. So there was a press conference about the uh, inflation going on. There was a press conference and that same press conference. They talked about the baby formula and the, the press secretary's on there and they're asking her like, hey, you know, what, what is the Biden administration doing? Like with the inflation, uh, you know, the Treasury secretary came out and admitted that they fumbled it and she like basically pretended like, Oh, we knew nothing about it. And yeah. same <laughs> with the breast thing. Like they're like, Hey, you couldn't have acted on this. This is going to be going on for six weeks or seven weeks. I think they said, and you're just now starting to attack it. And she says, basically we were unaware of the, of the issue. And it's like, how are you unaware? Every news media source, every social media site, everything's been talking about it. Like it's been going on. Like, how are you just absolutely? They're clueless? a, they're so a bunch funny. of house plants. They're just they're just there sitting in the corner waiting for water. Like, do something, do do something. The world is spiraling out of control. 
at least what it feels like, right? We're having people attacking people and fighting things. And, you know, even this Uvalde thing, which is absolutely horrendous that this shooting that happened in Texas, like there were so many things that weren't done and weren't done right. But what we're turning it into now is this political spin on gun control. When, if the proper security measures and training had been done in the first place, that there's that, we would have been okay. Like laws weren't even followed and they want more laws, right? Like laws weren't even followed. They weren't, it wasn't handled right. And it it just feels like we're in this constant spiral of, you know, we're going to use as an opportunity to push the agenda that we have and that we want to have. Now, I think that happens on both sides of the aisle, right? We we try not to get too political here to where I hollow yeah. this episode. I've mentioned it like four times. Of but we try not to get too political here and, and really pick one side or the other. But I'm sorry. I got my opinions. And yeah. I, left, right, center, whatever you want to believe, there are some – believe, believe me, it feels like there are some pretty obvious decisions that have been made over the last two years or year that have been poor and could could have been completely avoided. Uh, or recognized early on. This inflation thing is outrageous, right? I mean, we just saw this weekend, I think $8 a gallon in LA. Like, yeah, that's what wild. is happening? Well, like, even I'm more so, walking to work. Even more so, you got states like Arkansas or Alabama where the, the average wages are, you know, well below what California's is. And they're like, they're basically close to five and a half, six dollars a gallon. Well, yeah, yeah. Or, I saw the know, national average was like, the highest it's ever been at like four and a half, right? So you go out there where there's not an infused population. They're not being paid $20 an hour like everybody in California are, right? Like I know that's exaggerating. I think fifteen fifty is the minimum wage in California come July. But like that's outrageous to me. But you go to, out to a state where they're just working off the federal minimum wage. I think it's like 10 bucks or 11 bucks. Like there's not the jobs and the economy out there to sustain that kind of, you know, income. Like my, my grandmother lives in Oklahoma. and was texting me the other day that it's like four something a gallon for her. And she, you know, for me, I'm like, dang, that's four something a gallon. That's great. But for right. her, she's like, I can't do it. She feels, she feels the same way that I do in California. Right. The way that I feel in California is that I'm drowning and I'm like, I got a diesel truck over here and can't go anywhere because we charge three times more than diesel. Right. Our tax out here is over a dollar. Right. Like and and then you've got things like July's coming and California is going to still allow the gas tax to go into play. Small amount of money, but we're going to allow it to go ahead and go into play. But the world is drowning in inflation. Right. Right. And nobody's going to be going on vacation and driving and all of that. I mean, I saw that. that's, That's the in. Tension uh, that may be part of the intention. So the re- to curb inflation, you gotta do a couple of things, right? We increase interest rates to make it more expensive to buy things, right? Credit card interest rates go up, housing market goes up to to prevent people from putting money into the market because there's not enough supply, right? That same thing can be applied over to gas, but the problem is gas. I mean, it's killing us, right? Where we're you're spending an extra four to five hundred dollars a month on gas, that that hits hits home. And you're right. It's going to prevent people from from going and doing things, which is going to prevent people from spending money. So maybe that's the intention they're trying to get behind it. But it is insane to go back to November of twenty what twenty twenty and realize that there were parts of the country people were paying like a dollar eighty. Yeah. Wow. Um, and that all it took is a couple of decisions, uh, policy decisions. Uh, that took us to where we are. And I understand COVID was coming on, but November 2020 is COVID. That's during the midst of COVID. And by the time that Joe Biden came in, there was a vaccination in place. There was a, a procedure in place. of policy, and, and he could have carried that same legacy and, and, and heck, he could have taken credit for it. And he could have turned the ship around, had the best economy he's ever seen. I mean, I'm no economist. I'm, I'm not, a, you know, I'm just saying that everything looked like it was set up for a perfect transition uh, for someone to take over and just just basically you know just lay the ball up and uh, we're seeing things now where we're, I mean uh, this is crazy man I, I was uh, I was essentially a kid I just gotten married and was getting out of college when we went or we were coming out of the recession last time and uh, I remember parking my truck and not driving it for months like I would go out and start it just to make sure that the car ran and that I had, you know, ran for a couple of minutes yeah. and then I would turn it off because I couldn't afford four fifty a gallon. And here we are now and I'm spending six ninety for a, a tank of, or a one gallon of diesel. 
So anyways, I, and the crazy thing is not to, I don't want to talk heavily about the shootings or like the one that's just now transpiring in Oklahoma. Um, you know, with, you know, there's like a hospital with people dead, but it, one guy was speaking and he's like, you know, economic strain is, is going to cause, you know, some serious like stress and, and mental issues that are going to flare up because, you know, people can't afford things. They can't afford to drive. They can't afford to, to have like leisurely events and go on vacations and all this stuff. You're going to start to, it doesn't give excuse or reason or anything uh, or any right reason, I should say, but, you know, with costs, especially in these areas where people aren't making that kind of money and they're still paying. I mean, again, I see, I think I seen somewhere where it's like minimum wage is eight was eight fifty in an area and the gas was four seventy five. So if you figure that, you know, they're, they don't even get two full tanks of gas, um, with an hour an hours worth yeah. hours of work because you got to figure after taxes, what are they really making? And that's just absolutely insane. So people, can't get to work, can't drive their cars, can't go anywhere, uh, keeping them more at home. You know, we are, they've well, already been locked up for far too long as it is. Well, keep, like, keep in mind that we're, we're living in an inflationary area where people are doing credit cards. Interest rates are higher, so now credit card interest rates are higher. Another thing is as interest rates go up, houses stop selling, people start renting rents to go up. So now yeah. you've got this spiral happening, which is what eventually leads into a recession, but it causes people to uh, we're, we're, we we already seen a massive spike during COVID with mental health issues. Yeah, mental and health meaning in the sense that we we're struggling internally. We also have where we commit crimes or we co we commit a crime against ourselves and killing ourselves. And again, it, it's not going to get better with everything that's going on. It's only going to get worse. And so right. it, it's really sad and unfortunate to see some of these things, um, even though they're in this particular instance, the one that down in Texas, the Evaldi one, uh, there was a lot of identifiers that should have been identified early on to prevent it uh, in California, yeah. you know, working for, with police departments in the past. Um, a lot of stuff is trained on how to deal with these types of situations. And it just they just didn't deal with it. Uh, did you hear that? You know, he was outside of the school. He had wrecked his car and was outside of the school on impeded for 12 minutes yeah yeah 12 minutes yes i mean that kind of stuff is just crazy to hear to me he was able to walk into the school was able to walk around the grounds for 12 minutes before started shots were fired so anyways um not to go too far down that rabbit hole it, it's think bad things happen there are evil there's evil in the world anytime that there's good um here there's definitely a uh, room for evil and uh, unfortunately in this particular case, it was a very evil thing. This this podcast today has really just been about kind of what's going on. So yeah. I have to think. I have to think of a good name. It kind of just says that because we're not talking about one conspiracy or anything in, in in general. We're just kind of talking about whatever. In the next few few weeks, maybe more of the same. Uh, we're looking for more topics. If people want to shoot us some topics, we have a couple that we're working on. Uh, hoping to have Cody back with us uh, on next week's episode. Uh, but yeah, um, it was fun. It was fun just yeah. chatting and, and catching up and talking Absolutely. about the, the the nonsense that's going on right now. And and we and you know it was kind of calming without the wild shenanigans of Cody, but definitely missed. You know, well it was yeah, definitely more mature, uh, <laughs> but we we probably bored people with my economic <laughs> talk. So we've lost all the you know eighteen to twenty seven year olds. Yeah, They're like where's where's the wild guy at? Where's the wild? Right. Guy? Well, he's out in right. Texas. Exactly. I'm locked. Uh, we've locked in like the newly married, having a baby, first mortgage people, right? Yeah. I mean, we got them down. They understand. <laughs> we, they went through my economic lesson, uh, the formula <laughs> talk. But uh, we, we tried to bring the Johnny Depp thing in here. Uh, I, my favorite part of the whole Johnny Depp thing, uh, it, hands down, was as soon as the verdict came out, I like immediately rolled over to Twitter and Facebook, and you started seeing the whole. You know, I'm gonna, actually I got to pull it up. We got time. We got we got a second here. It's yeah. just better. It's better if I read it because I'm I don't want to butcher it. Um, but yeah, it was like somebody posted a picture of Johnny, uh, not Johnny Depp. Uh, it was Johnny Depp, but it's him dressed up as Jack Sparrow, and it says in quotes, "You will always remember this day, the day you almost caught Captain Jack Sparrow." Hashtag justice for Johnny. And I just died. I'm like, oh my gosh, he, 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 he literally <laughs> they were, used a quote they from were the waiting. movie. 
They were waiting. They're like, ooh, I got this oh, red mean, and like, loaded for a week. Instantly, <laughs> just instantly waited for it. Uh, my wife's like, I don't even want to go on TikTok or Instagram. And I was like, why not? She's like, because the memes are so much more fun if you watch the court case first and then go watch it. Because they make fun of her and they make fun – you know, not to make fun of anyone, but she did certain things in the case that were just like – like her facial reactions or or pausing with a, a, a tissue on her nose because she saw the camera person and she wanted them to get a good shot of her crying. Like, I'm sorry, I digress. It just gets me going again. Anyways. Oh, man. This is why we need video, though. So, you know, we the faces we will make at, at Cody when he says the things that he says. It'll be it'll, it'll be gems, you know? Right. But if I if we go on video, I'll have to put a shirt on. Yeah. So that's that's it's a little harder. We'll it's to, not we'll as, to, it's not as freeing. We'll have to clean it's hard to get my juices flowing. It's harder to get my juices flowing without <laughs> a t-shirt on. You know, I'm able to pace and spin around in my chair <laughs> when I'm remote with no video. <laughs> all that red, all that red chest hair. Irish Springs. Let's Listen, go. like a baby. Okay, <laughs> like a slick baby. like a baby. <laughs> you know, and if there is any, it's like one or two. <laughs> I, you know, not a hairy man. Not a hairy man. Nice, nice, nice. Anyways, let's uh, let's uh, close this before yeah. I say something else inappropriate. Hey, listen, Twisted World, we love you. Uh, it's fun. It's been real. We should have Cody back next round. We are praying, uh, praying hope. Uh, we miss him, Cody. We hope you listened. This one's uh, was semi for you. The other one side of it was for Amber Heard. Poor Amber Heard. So, <laughs> Twisted World, we love you. We're out. Peace out. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.